0: You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, Episode 56. Disney makes Will Smith blue.
1: This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and
0: Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 56 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Hi, Brian. Well, we are recording on Thursday, so to all the Geek Watchers out there, happy Valentine's Day or whatever you choose to celebrate. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to talk a few things today. we got some comic news, some movie news, and some television news. But before we get to that... I have to offer an apology for last week. uh, Some of you uh, listening to the podcast may have noticed, especially on my microphone, there was a lot of clipping and some static. Basically, what was happening is my mic had been turned up way too high and, and that's why you got the clipping normally i would just consider firing our sound uh, guy for that but i'm our sound guy <laughs> so I'm i didn't
1: st- notice it I, I was listening to it on itunes didn't notice it
0: Oh, I, I certainly noticed mm-hmm. it uh, and of course that made it uh, a little more difficult for our editor to they, they were able to clean it up but it sounded really bad starting off so Aww. but uh no, uh, I, I'm still considering firing our sound guy. So <laughs> if next week you just hear Mandy, at least you'll sound decent. Uh-huh. So, but let's talk. I saw some comic book news that, that touched my uh, old geek's heart. There's a new imprint in DC they call uh, Wonder Comics, which are comics that are geared to more teenage audiences. Mm-hmm. And their first comic they'll be putting out under Wonder Comics is going to be a Wonder Twins comic book. Now, for all the young geek watchers out there that have no idea who I'm talking about, there was a television show on ABC called Super Friends. Mm -hmm. And that was Superman, Batman, Robin, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. It was the
1: Justice League. It uh... was
0: the Justice League. And of course, the first series, you had some young friends, uh, Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog. They were not super powered, but they were young teenage friends of the Super Friends. Here's a little bit of trivia for you. Uh, the voice of Marvin, well, he wore a white T-shirt with a with an M on it, and a uh, he wore a kind of a sheet like a cape. Aww. So he he tried to pretend to be very super. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's just a normal person. But he was voiced by Frank Welker. For people who are fans of the Transformers, they know that Frank Welker also voiced Megatron. So if you hang out with superheroes and you don't have superpowers, you might become a villain one day, so Um,
2: don't ever mm do that.
0: But uh, they were in the first season, and uh, after a while, they were replaced by Zan and Jaina, the Wonder Twins. Mm -hmm. And they were basically uh, purple aliens from another planet, although they look like teenagers. And when they would touch fists... And to activate their powers. It would would be
1: the rings. The rings had to touch each other, right? Well,
0: they basically, uh, it was skin contact.
1: Oh, they had magic rings that made them, that gave them their powers to transform. Well, no, it's actually
0: skin to skin contact. They would have to take their gloves off, actually. They wore gloves, Hmm. but they would take their gloves off and they would touch. And Zan could take the form of anything that was water or ice or steam. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jaina could take the form of any animal. Mm -hmm. So not the greatest powers. They weren't your A-team, definitely. But the comic is going to follow Zan and Jaina. They are going to be like interns for the Justice League. Mm -hmm. And so you have some of that awkwardness of being a teenager. But you also have to deal with the situation where you're not an A-lister. And if there's a meteor coming, it's not like they're going to... They're gonna be so this
1: is—is is this somewhere between the Teen Titans and the Justice League? Or is this even like you got Justice League, Teen Titans, and then several more steps before you get right. to the twi- yeah. Wonder Twins? Oh. Yeah, pretty much. So I mean, even but hey, as far as superpowers go in the comic book world, there's some pretty dumb that. That's not so bad. I mean, there are some pretty dumb ones. Uh, I mean, the X-Men have a guy who his power is six extra feet of skin. Yeah. And yeah, that's his whole power.
0: <laughs> well, I, I remember uh, a reference to Zan in uh, Harvey Birdman, uh, Attorney at Law. Oh, the, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it was a um, – Harvey Birdman was – I'm trying to remember who, who he was defending, mm-hmm. but Wonder Woman was on the stand, and they – uh And I guess her alibi or, you know, why she didn't know what was going on was because she was taking a bath at the time. And there was a reference of who was her bathwater.
1: Oh, okay. A, see, I, yeah, I was, there was
0: she was taking the bath, and suddenly you hear this voice form of watch rag.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, see, it, I, I um, that's
0: why it was on Adult Swim, kids. Right? Okay.
1: <laughs> I was thinking maybe she was taking a bath in the invisible jet, and someone was watching her take a bath, that kind of thing. But
0: yeah, well, all right. So, but there you go. That's why it was on Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Now. The comic, like I said, is going to deal with Zan and Jaina and the fact that they're not like a tier A hero. But a lot of the people they're going to be dealing with is apparently Lex Luthor is going to be putting together a team of young supervillains who are also, let's say, not ready for prime time. Ooh, huh. uh, one of the characters they were talking about that I read in the article is called Drunkula because <laughs> he is a vampire, but he's also an alcoholic. <laughs> he's clean and sober, but he's worried about biting somebody who's recently had something that's to what drink.
1: I, that's what I wanted to know. Does he drink alcohol himself, or does he find someone who's been drinking yes. and goes off their blood alcohol level?
0: Exactly. This. And so he's worried that if he, he bites somebody who's had a wine, he's going to fall off the wagon, hmm. and then it's basically attacking people in bars. So, so
1: he really needs to move to Utah is what he, <laughs> and then only drink on the Mormons. Then he'll have no caffeine and no liquor, no alcohol or anything.
0: That That is true. Mm-hmm. So. It sounds like it's going to be a really fun comic with a lot of humor in it.
1: Like Archie for the superheroes.
0: That, I, I think that that's a, that's a good description. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a, a release date when that's going to start coming out, but uh, I may have to check that out. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit of movie news. First of all, uh, there was an article published that uh, Ryan Johnson, who directed the last Star Wars film, and of course he's been replaced for this final Star Wars film episode nine. He was um, set that he was going to be directing a uh, a trio of films Star Wars films
1: Oh really yeah. I, okay I, I thought that they were done with Star Wars films after well nine Well,
0: here's the thing maybe that's true because apparently Ryan Johnson is no longer going to be directing these films mmm Now, there's not a whole lot of details about whose decision that was. I can understand a lot of the cynical Among Us might say, well, you know, Episode 8 didn't do so well, so Mm -hmm. they kicked him to the curb. It may have more to do with Ryan Johnson stepping away from it. Maybe because he thinks, well, there's people are going to think the wrong thing about these films because of what happened with Episode 8, and some of the fans weren't really happy with them. And that he might figure that it's an uphill battle, putting them out, and it's not worth his time. So he may have been the one to step away. But regardless of what happened, obviously these films are not going to get made. And so they were in the Star Wars universe, although they weren't focused on the main characters that we're familiar with. It was going to be movies that took place in the Star Wars universe, but they were going to be telling their own story. But for whatever reason, it's not going to happen now. But
1: not, like, as in spinoff, like... What we were going to get with Obi- the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie or the um, the Han Solo movie? Or were they going to have their own arc? Uh,
0: yeah, that's what okay. they were. Yeah, it, they, it was going to focus on characters, on new characters that we had not seen before. It was going to take place in the Star Wars universe, but it was going to be its own thing. Okay. So whatever uh, they were going to be, apparently uh, that's not going to happen. It is what it is, and I guess we're, we'll never know what could have been. Now, also going into movies, I got to bring it up, and we've been talking about this for a while anyway, is that we got a new trailer for Aladdin.
1: Yes! <laughs> we did. And the genie was blue. Yes, and the yeah, the, exactly what the internet asked for. Why isn't he blue? Why isn't he blue? And now he's blue. And the internet... Said, now, oh, God, why is he blue?
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently they were extremely happy about it because now they can make memes about it. So mm-hmm. the Blue Genie memes are flooding the Internet. Sometimes the Internet, they're only happy when they're miserable.
1: Right. And But overall, looking at the Aladdin trailer, I'm getting more excited about it. You know, it, it looks the, the world they've created... I kind of like that the Cave of Wonders is, you know, hidden. It's not just out in the middle of a dune somewhere. It's kind of, you got to look for it. You got to go through some mountains to get to it. And uh, and the city looks so ripe with people. And I think they've done a really good production value. I think it looks really good. I'm excited about it.
0: Yeah. As far as the genie being blue, I didn't care one way or the other. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have to be honest. I kind of liked it better when he wasn't because I felt like, Yes, you're doing a remake of an animated feature, but you don't need to necessarily go all cartoony. hmm But the thing is, he may not be blue throughout the entire movie.
1: Oh, definitely not, because he wasn't in the animated movie. There were times when he took on a human guise. Right. And, uh, well, you know, I was kind of expecting something along the lines of which they did in the Broadway show. You know, he wasn't blue, but he had these very elaborate eye makeup and yeah. uh, very curling hair and... I like the look of him, and it seems like they came up with a happy medium.
0: I think so. Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, uh, with him being painted blue, of course, the internet exploded with uh, memes and hatred, as they are wont to do. And so, of course, we'll have to see what movie we get eventually, but that just goes to show that... The worst thing you can possibly do as a studio, and I hate to say this because I'm a fanboy too, but sometimes Mm -hmm. trying to please the fanboys is like the worst idea ever (laughs) because you can't make everybody happy. Mm -hmm. Whether it is issues with a a movie and how characters are put out there or a sci-fi television show, there's always going to be people that are not happy and you just kind of have to suck it up and basically do what you think is best for the production you're doing and I can't throw too many stones because I, like everybody else, if I see something in a movie that I'm not too happy with, I express it just like Mm -hmm. anybody else expresses it. I try to be more understanding. And when I have problems, it's usually storyline things, technical aspects of certain things. I'm willing to give any movie the benefit of the doubt. Best example, we'll go back to it, Shazam and that suit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the suit, Mm -hmm. but... At the same time, it's not going to stop me from seeing the movie. And if the movie is good, the suit's not going to matter to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to 86 this film just because I don't like the suit. So Mm -hmm. hopefully people will be willing to give this movie a chance. I think it looks like it's going to be really well, uh, really good. Mm -hmm. Although I will say with all the animated shows that, uh, and movies that Disney seems to be so anxious to remake I'm still waiting for a black cauldron remake wow that's the movie that needs to be remade and hmm. not because it it was all that well it received and well liked but i think that because what, it wasn't because it wasn't okay. because you can yeah. tur- what you can do is you can actually go in and make a better film yeah i think the tenets of a really good film were there Mm-hmm. And they took some chances because it was a darker film. Oh,
1: yes. I
0: but I, I think this is a film that you could give to a screenwriter, and they could make something even better than than the original. Mm-hmm. It's not that type of a film that people are going to be looking at. If it's not like the original, we're not going to like it. Uh-huh. I think there's a bit of a...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, that, that was based on a book, uh, mm-hmm. which I never read. How close was the story to the original source material? I haven't read the book. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure.
0: I mean, I've seen the movie. Did you mm-hmm. have you seen the
1: movie? Or? It was. It's been many a year ago in a Kingdom by the Sea. So uh, yeah, can't. I can barely remember it. I remember the scary horned king. I can remember the cauldron bubbling up. I can remember the little demon guys running around. Uh, but that's the extent of my memory of the film.
0: Yeah, if I were redoing the film, I would probably condense a few characters, maybe get rid of a few characters, which I I think would would streamline the film and make it more interesting and give your hero a story arc. That he didn't really have in the movie because he just seemed like he complained a great deal, and other people, for the most part, solved his problems for him. Not mm-hmm. the best arc for a main character. I think there's some tweaks you could do to the story that would make it work better. Mm-hmm. So, and I, you know, I, I, of course, if you know, in in another universe, if I had the ability, you know, if I were a screenwriter for Disney, I, I think I know how I would do this film. And of course, with it being Disney, I would definitely be looking at tom holland to take the lead character oh, so okay. disney if you like my ideas call me mm-hmm. so <laughs> now movie wise of course next month we're just like a couple of weeks away from march so we got captain marvel coming up yep. um we have us the horror f- yes. uh, the mm-hmm. jordan pill film and dumbo will be coming up next month and of course uh today alita battle angel opened i haven't had a chance to see it yet but mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. friends of mine especially the ones who are very uh, familiar with and big fans of the anime from where it came from, mm-hmm. seem to be really happy with the film. Oh, good. Although, you know, when I first saw it, I had a little bit of a hesitation because they basically made Alita a CGI anime character. I mean, the eyes are bigger than mm-hmm. normal, and, and which I thought was, that's a strange choice to make. Actually, making her a live action anime, mm-hmm. but apparently a lot of people are really but, happy with it. Uh,
1: so I'm not familiar with you know the anime or anything. Is she a a mechanoid? Is she a yes. a synthetic human? Okay, yeah. She's, See, I thought that was part of it because you know having cameras for eyes that would have been kind of the
2: right the well, choice
1: was, there. Yeah,
0: ba- basically her character was found basically in a junkyard. Mm-hmm. She had been thrown away, and she is rebuilt to be like a companion. She's a sentient being, although she is a a robot. But it turns out as they go into her program, they find out that she is a a combat droid. Hmm. And so she looks like this teenage girl, but she kicks much butt. Okay, So she basically is protecting the people that she cares about from bigger forces. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: that makes me happy because, you know, with the I guess the stigma, I don't even know what what a good word to describe it is of trying to give the live action treatment to anime. Yeah. Rarely, very rarely makes a smooth transition. Yeah. <laughs> well, I
0: think there's a couple of problems that we run into. The first one is obviously, you know, the Japanese culture, although I wouldn't say it's totally foreign to Western culture, there are certain cultural landmarks mm-hmm. that People who are big fans of anime, they just take for granted that they know these things. But there are certain things that if somebody, especially if they're not a fan of anime, they're not going to pick up on certain things. Mm-hmm. And so the anime certainly feel uh, a lot of these live action adaptations to anime t- feels very westernized yeah. and not as based on the source material just mm-hmm. because there's just certain things that you miss. And, of course, the big thing that people get upset with is whitewashing. Yes. Where you mm-hmm. basically replacing Asian characters with American actors. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, Ghost in the Shell, one of the most recent of the, I would say, the live action adaptation of anime where people gave Scarlett Johansson a whole lot of grief mm-hmm. because they said, you know, she was a whitewash. And although she did look very much like the character in, in the anime, the deal is, you know, people say, well, you know, she doesn't look Japanese in the anime. They say that not understanding how the Japanese portray themselves in anime, they don't create caricatures. They they te- they do tend to look a little more Western, but to the Japanese audience seeing it, they don't see it that way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's a standard. It, it's basically a uh, a case of you tend to see what you're looking for, mm-hmm. and so if you're a Western audience, you look at these characters as being very Western.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And to the Japanese, they look Japanese to them, mm-hmm. and so. You you, you kind of run into that situation, but I'm hoping to get a chance to see Alita this weekend, and if I do, we, we can t- maybe talk about it next week. So <laughs> Now, let's go from movies to television, and one thing I definitely got to bring up, one of the Shows that I am looking forward to, uh, on Amazon Prime is Good Omens. We yes. talked about it. Uh-huh. They have announced that Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be playing Satan.
1: Satan. Oh, it's, oh, that's so funny. It's going to, I mean, that's brilliant. I, it is.
0: It's going to, this is going to be wonderful. I, I, I was already looking forward to seeing the Good Omens is one of my favorite books. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Neil Gaiman fan. Mm-hmm. I love Terry Pratchett. When they got together to make this book, it was figuratively and literally magic (laughs) and to get to see this on the big screen and of course with it being on amazon prime i don't even have to pay for new service (laughs) i've already got amazon prime because of course i've got amazon prime why wouldn't i Mm -hmm. i buy too many books
1: so now did you watch that opening sequence that they have
0: yeah yeah
1: i mean and you talk about like i my mind automatically went to Coraline. yeah because uh well obviously neil gaiman and so they were trying to I Guess, get that, that same kind of feel with this title sequence, and you know, I, I like it. Uh, I'm very excited uh, about it.
0: I can't wait, it's coming out in May, and so I, I... didn't know there was a release date. Oh, yes, uh-huh. believe me, I've been keeping up with that. <laughs> it's like, give it here, give uh-huh. it now. So, by May, when may, may rolls around, we may have to do a, mm-hmm. a What the Omen.
1: Yeah, this is it's gonna be the most British Pantheon that we are ever going to see.
0: <laughs> i tell you what, a lot of things that I've been hoping for, going back to Neil Gaiman, of course, soon we're going to be getting season two of American Gods.
1: Mm-hmm. And which I haven't got to see season one, but I want to. Oh. I mean, I th- that looked everything on there, well, everything. I, I, just, you know, Mr. Wednesday and Mr. Nancy. I was like, that's brilliant casting, and that's all, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like everyone else, you know, you just find some good actors, that's fine. <laughs> but well, <laughs> but I have to two, I have to say Crispin,
0: Crispin Glover's Mr. World, I think, was that was stunt casting mm-hmm. there. And he, he may of course makes a great Mr. World. Uh I think the one thing disappoints me is that uh, Gillian Anderson's not going to be coming back as media. Oh. Hmm. Which is a shame, because I thought she was perfect hmm. as media. When she she was doing her Lucille Ball, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was great. And I'm sorry she's not coming back, because I thought she... So,
1: tell me, uh, is the is it an R-rated uh, rated TV show? Uh, yes. Okay. So, well, you know, f- only having read the book and not seen the... I know the Lucille Ball... Uh, yes <laughs> does Does jillian anderson go into the, the yes l- yeah oh my gosh it's brilliant
0: <laughs> well and because we're a family show i'm i'm going to be uh-huh. and plus if you've not seen it i don't want to necessarily spoil this but you remember the character of bill quest
1: uh, uh oh the, remind me the
0: goddess of fertility
1: yes yep mm-hmm, very first uh yes. yeah very first opening scene yep yes mm-hmm. well
0: of course, my thought on that scene was, well, they're not going to do it on the TV show. I mean, mm-hmm. they may, they may uh, allude to it or come up to some different situation, but they're not going to actually do this. And they actually did that.
1: Wow, mm. I was shocked. Uh-huh. Go watch this. Uh,
2: yeah, go and- watch
1: this show and imagine if you always wanted to see I Love Lucy, uh, an R-rated I Love Lucy, <laughs> which I'm sure they have that in porn parody somewhere.
0: I- I'm pretty sure that's the case. I mean,
1: at Rule Thirty Four. Or yes. Rule 35. Uh, rule 34.
0: It's like everything. Uh,
1: if it exists, there is a porn, porn version it, of Yeah. On the internet. So it absolutely. has to be. Yeah,
0: it's definitely there. But yeah, that's one of the more tame things that happen. And like I said, the Bill Quest scene, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of other stuff that goes on. It's a crazy ride. Mm-hmm. No question. And I can't wait for season two of that. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Again, since we're we're talking about Mr. Wednesday we got, also got to talk about how fast, going back to movies for a moment, mm-hmm. that the Deadwood film's coming out yeah. this spring.
1: It's <laughs> it like just seems like, yeah, last week they said, hey, we're going to do a Deadwood movie. Here it, here it is. Uh, how did they get everyone in there? How'd they build the town again? Yeah. How did they get the costumes sewn? Well, it's HBO, so maybe they borrowed them from Westworld.
0: That, and that's a good mm-hmm. point. That may have been what they did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, it just come, it's coming out so quickly. And then, of course, we're getting... The uh, Breaking Bad film. Apparently, the universe is listening to all the geeks' wishes out there. So, there's something you're looking for, mm-hmm. like say uh, Firefly. A, like Firefly. When are we gonna? Yeah, we Well, gonna I think they're.
1: To- I think they're looking at the animated series, which I'm happy with, uh, because you know, pretty much all the actors can come back and just uh, go into right. the recording studio. You can work around all of your schedules and right. uh, get that in. So, I'd I'd be fine with an animated series. Yeah,
0: talk about a show that the amount of people who loved it compared to the how bad a, of a situation it was given mm-hmm. i mean you didn't even get a full season of this no. of the show it it really never got a fair shake and so yeah it would be nice to see an anime or something where they can they can develop uh, those characters a little bit more so yeah you know, like i said if if you're into into geeky stuff and there's something you're wanting to see like say a live action uh Black Cauldron, put it out in the universe. Mm-hmm. People are listening to us now, at least uh, to some degree. So Make a petition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not all good news on the television front. We got to mention this. It just came out that after season 10, Danai Guerrera is going to be gone from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So we are going to lose Michonne. Yeah. And I don't know what that's going to mean. Now There are that's... some rumors that she's not going to die in the show, but she will be, uh, after she leaves, she will be appearing... In the many movies with uh, Rick Grimes, so we may be getting Roshone back,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but that still leaves me with a bunch of questions. What are they going to do with their son? What are they going to do with mm-hmm. Judith?
1: Yeah, that's it's, that's what. Yeah, because gonna... I
0: can't see how she would leave them behind.
1: Mm-mm. How is she going to travel with Rick Jr. being so little? Um, yeah, you know he's not even as old as Carl was yet. So right,
0: uh, I don't know how they settle it, but I mean that's going to be it. I mean, we talked about losing Carl and Rick Mm -hmm. and Maggie. Man, this is going to be a huge loss. Yeah. This is going to be a massive loss. And I know they'll do the best that they can. And I know they're trying to develop new characters now. But man, Mm -hmm. these last couple of seasons have been brutal with losing favorites. I mean, we had a tight group of people. And from the moment that Negan showed up, it's been insane yeah loss it's been
1: after loss loss yeah.
0: after loss of people that we like and I think that's why
1: they had to give daryl a dog <laughs> to make us happy again
0: <laughs> yeah well and especially and we talked about this a little bit i mean especially with what's about to happen in the show like i said if it goes down the same road as the comics we're going to lose other people and so it's going to be even rougher oh but i think i'm not saying that that losing deny is going to be a killing blow to The Walking Dead, but it ain't going to be easy. No. I mean, I I have to say, I, I don't envy Angela Kang as a showrunner having to figure out how she's going to work around this because there's a lot of great story. Well, and we talked about this when they got, when Rick left. I mean, there's a lot of great story you're not going to get. Mm-hmm. And we don't know when she's leaving in season 10, so there may be some things that they can start to develop. One thing I'll definitely say, we talked about this last week about the, um, you know, how long they're going to be using the Whisperer mm-hmm. situation, if this was going to be something that was going to be over by the end of, of this season, or if they were going to carry it over. And I did see a teaser for the beginning of season ten, which is going to take place October the tenth. Okay. Uh, and the teaser basically had the whispers in it. Okay. So it seems yep. like they are going to be things with the whispers are going to come to a head at the end of season nine, mm-hmm. these next few episodes. Which makes me happy because I really didn't want to see them get short shrifted mm-hmm. because there's a lot of great story there that's beginning to develop already. Yeah, which- but
1: then again, you know, led all the way up to Terminus and we only got w- we only got episode one, uh, in Terminus pretty much. And so, yeah, but I'm with you. I hope they can give us this people as, uh, well, really, you know everything, and are are we going into what the dead right now? Um, yeah, let's do that. You okay. know, and talking about, we got a little bit more of from Lydia. Uh, we got some spoilers. Uh, we got right. from from Lydia what we were looking for. Right. Tell us about you, and and she was giving us, you know, walls don't last, and this is how you survive if you want to do this. So, we got a little bit more of what we wanted to learn about the Whispers, yeah.
0: And of course, in this episode, it confirmed something that I had speculated about it before, which was that Henry was going to take over for Carl, and that Henry was going to be that it was going to be him with in a situation with Lydia, Mm -hmm. and where this was Carl before it seems like. Carl has been uh, – a lot of the storyline that he has in the comics is being split up between Henry, who's in the Lydia storyline, and Judith, who's de- – her relationship with Negan, mm-hmm. which we're definitely going to have to talk about that because that was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I mean, the actress that's playing Judith and mm-hmm. and, and uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I mean, mm-hmm. the way they're playing off of each other is just yeah. great.
1: And just everything that – uh The Jeffrey Dean, this entire episode, this was just beautiful acting. I mean, not a word was said, but you knew every emotion happening. Oh, yeah. Every decision, you could hear it, you know, without even uttering a word. Well, and this is
0: one of the reasons why watching Talking Dead is a lot of fun, because you get a lot of the background stuff. Mm -hmm. One of them, of course, is this episode was uh, directed by Greg Nicotero, (laughs) and there were a lot of the interactions that they uh, between Negan and Judith while he's watching it, and he basically wrecks the take because he starts laughing, he can't <laughs> help it because it's just so good. I mean that that moment where you know she got the gun and she's just kind of waving him off the wall, mm-hmm. you know, just sort of nonchalantly, which yep. is amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, of uh, course, going back to Talking Dead, there were a couple things they talked about. Of course, because uh, Negan and Judith, they have this friendship, this strange friendship. Of course, you need to have chemistry between a couple of actors and you Mm -hmm. know when you have that kind of an age difference it can be very difficult but you know judith has to in a strange way kind of like negan Mm -hmm. and the young actress she uh, i'm trying to remember what her name is because she's just great in this Mm -hmm. but you know uh jeffrey dean morgan's trying to make uh make friends with her and she kind of looks up at him and she's like nah (laughs) he did a couple of things he bought he, he found he found out she liked strawberry and chocolate oh. so she got him a a chocolate fondue fountain uh-huh. he bought her one uh-huh. and the funny thing about it was he bought it on uh Amazon and it wasn't going to get there fast enough so he went all over town to find one so now he has two of them <laughs> that's not even the cutest thing he did she's a she's a big fan of the care bears, so he would come on set wearing a Grumpy Bear Care Bears onesie. There are pictures. <laughs> oh, I'm,
1: I want to see those.
0: There's a picture. They showed those pictures on Walking mm-hmm. Dead. I don't know if they're online. I'll definitely show, uh-huh. one, show them to you if I can find them. Well, I
1: did see an interview that um, it was during uh, Rampage, and Jeffrey D. Morgan dressed up as a giant gorilla to interview The Rock. And <laughs> so that was, I'm not surprised that that's something that he would do. And um, so,
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's amazing. But I, <laughs> I, it's interesting how uh, Negan's character is changing. In this series, because he goes back to the sanctuary and realizes yeah. there's nothing there for him. And basically goes back. He goes yeah. back. Even though they're going to put him in a 10 by 10 cell, he realizes, well, it's better than the nothing that's out here. There's yeah, nothing abso- out here. With-
1: Absolute like, desolation of his kingdom. That was it. You know, it was his, it's Caesar seeing Ro- Rome burn. Yeah. And there's nothing here. And
0: But that's going to make a, I'd have to say... With a lot of the things that are getting ready to happen, I mean, you can just tell from watching the show that some serious stuff is going down, and we're losing leaders. Mm -hmm. And so, in a sense, Negan's going to have to maybe step up to this. That's what I always figured. But, I I mean, at that point, we're not... It doesn't look like we're going to get Saviors Mm 2.0. I think at this point, he may realize that there's a better way of doing things, Mm -hmm. which... If Maggie ever comes back, she might be shocked at the Negan who's there, because it's not going to be somebody she necessarily recognizes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, and we're not exact, but I will say, going back to Talking Dead, and this is kind of a spoiler, even though we've not seen this in the show yet, because somebody on the show, they had uh, Norman Reedus. Mm-hmm. And somebody did a call-in question, and they asked, what's the deal with the scars on his back? Um, the exes, yeah. The exes. And he, of course, he couldn't go into any details because that's a spoiler. But he said that it's just Michonne and him, and that something terrible happened, and only the two of them know about it. And we'll find out what it was. Hmm. Dun wow. dun dun. Yeah. So we'll. I guess we'll find out we'll what it find was. Find out. But I really, I really enjoyed uh, Negan's little journey, and I seeing how things are going to start to develop with. Like I said, I mean, we're seeing the things between Henry and Lydia. I'm really looking forward to seeing where that develops. But we also end the show on a pretty bad note because yes. two of our new favorites have been captured mm-hmm. by the Whisperers. Yep. And
1: and they had all this hope, you know, we're going to sing at the festival and I'm going to play and you're going to sing and we're going to just yeah. have a great time. And
0: Yeah, oh. well, nobody's going to have a great time. We'll just say that. But you know to borrow a little bit of uh trekker lingo i guess we'll find out whether or not enid's boyfriend and the band teacher are going to get red-shirted uh, uh signs point mm-hmm. to yes
1: and that worries me because really he is the last surviving savior right now the last of that old regime right that came over from the war so you know that's kind of like going to be closing a chapter on the show, so... Yeah, because um,
0: that'll be just Negan. I mean, as far as the regular characters, there may be some, uh, not that I noticed so far, but maybe there is uh, some uh, some saviors that might still be...
1: That did not get burnt by Carol?
0: Yes, that mm-hmm. didn't get roasted and toasted, mm-hmm. that might be like in the background or whatever. I mean, there are some characters that, you know, from old Alexandria that we're still, still seeing, mm-hmm. but uh, they just kind of blended into the background, but yeah. I don't see anything good uh, for those uh, two characters from what I've seen on the synopses for next week episode, which uh, I, we didn't mention. This week's episode was called Adaptation. Mm-hmm. Next week episode is called Omega. Getting into it, we're not knowing of how things are going to develop necessarily. Like I said, uh, they seem to be going, out, if not parallel to the comics, at least adjacent to it, and mm-hmm. so you it's know, comic
1: th- book flavored.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although again, I'm thinking that they're probably going to wait until the end of season 9 to get to the festival, to the, get to the fair. Mm-hmm. And I think when that hits, it's going to be pretty much as devastating, maybe even more so, I think than when Negan first showed up. Mm. Because it's going to be really bad. I mean, at the end of the episode we didn't know, you know, who Negan had killed. But that was only one person.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody is saying that when the fair hits, it's going to be the most bloody episode of The Walking Dead ever. And mm-hmm. I mean, we, well, I t- you know, we mentioned last week, you know, the term was uh, "red wedding" was used. Mm-hmm. So not good, Not good mm-hmm. at all. And but I mean, we may start seeing some deaths already. So the whispers are easily the most dire threat that uh, our heroes have faced up to this point and not having Rick there <laughs> makes it worse. It definitely does. Especially now that uh, you don't have unity in the communities mm-hmm. anymore. They're pretty much all for themselves. Right. Especially, uh, Alexandria specifically, they're mm-hmm. definitely yep all on their own. And they're And apparently that's going to, even though, and I thought this was kind of weird because they have not done this on on Walking Dead before, but you had Michonne as sort of a narrator character right at the beginning of the episode, kind of describing what's been going on and talking about how the communities will need to come together to face this threat, which Michonne, the character, doesn't believe yet. Mm -hmm. Of course, she doesn't know that much about the Whispers, but at the same time, she also doesn't, it's every person, it's every community for themselves at this point. So she's not reached that conclusion yet, which unlike we talked about before is kind of weird because of the fact that, you know, right at the beginning with, with Rick, she was very busy trying to come up with a set of rules that the communities could follow Mm -hmm. and become one big unit. And then apparently over the six years after Rick left, something changed in her. obviously. Right. And it may have something to do with the scars that her and Daryl have. We don't know, but apparently that's going to come into play sometime this season, so yep. oh, there's a great and one other thing I'm going to mention. Uh, and I did uh, talked about watching Talking Dead. I didn't watch it that night, but I did uh, record it on DVR. There was something that I saw that, and we talked about it. And I wasn't sure if this was true or not. But there's that one scene where Negan drinks the water from the river, and it makes him sick. Mm-hmm. And he's in that clearing, and he's throwing up. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, this looks familiar. It looked to me like the same clearing where Abraham and uh, Glenn died. And I watched Walking Dead. And Greg Nicotero was like, I've got an Easter egg for you. (laughs) You know that field where he got sick? It was. Not only was that the exact same field... But they put the camera in the exact same place where they're all kneeling, and uh-huh. so yes, Negan was kneeling in the place where he killed. Oh uh, wow! So it was it was deliberate. So mm-hmm. yep, I was right. <laughs> so I said that looks familiar. Well, it should because. But now we got next week, Omega, and things are going to come to a head, mm-hmm. and we're getting things rolling, and we'll uh, of course next week uh, when we get together, we'll definitely talk about. Uh, what we saw in The Walking Dead, we may have to yeah. cry a little bit, but oh. uh, ho- uh, I'm hoping very much that, uh, of course, I always expect the worst because I'm old and bitter, and I know <laughs> you always expect the best because you're young and, and hopeful. <laughs> you know, uh, Let's just say that uh, maybe for uh, Enid's boyfriend and uh, the band teacher, maybe a helicopter drop down and save them. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I'm still bitter Dave, about so, that.
1: Desk <laughs> machina. Yeah, It's <laughs>
0: like, that's what, ha- you know, you think they're going to die, but a helicopter or a landing. Ca- uh, you mm-hmm. know. So, but we'll see next week. We'll see. And so with that said, we come to the end of episode 56 of the Geek Watch podcast. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. For Mandy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the Geek Watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch Podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch Podcast is a Hanging J production.